to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Corner 3 Podcast, episode 45. I'm your host, Alex Derrickson, and what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep talking, keep talking, this is For great. In case you didn't know what you were listening to. Right. So now that we did the, apparently it's like Beetlejuice. You say the corner three, three times and we all just appear. <laughs> That's joining me this week. You've had, a BJ, you've had a Beetlejuice reference. Joining me this week, Tim Daniel. This is Tim's last podcast. Oh man! <laughs> Fine. And as always, running out the group, Sean Mackey. Hey! Hey! That's a familiar voice I've heard a lot already. Uh, well, if you didn't know, this dumpster fire is the Corner Three podcast. It does post each and every Friday, unless something super special happens or we do something real special, like a special episode, like Tim had with Ben Bevan on the about the Cavs, which we'll talk touch on in just a second here. But it does post on any podcast service around the globe if it is Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes exclusively. Not that Spotify <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> We've got a lot to go over. Jazz, jazz, jazz. Free agents. Jazz, jazz, jazz. A lot, of, a lot of noise has been made in the last, you know, five days of free agency, so I just kind of want to get right into it. We'll start with the with the big one that, that kicked off the free agent period, really, was this Paul George trade, where uh, the Pacers just got him out of the East, so they didn't have to <laughs> deal with him. And uh, he was traded to the Thunder, now partnered with the triple-double machine, Russell Westbrook, in exchange... The, the Thunder just undid their magic trade and shipped off the son of Sabonis and Victor Oladipo. Yeah, man. They basically took, um, was it, they took Serge Ibaka and made him Paul George. <laughs> yeah, it'll, yeah. It's, a, it's almost like kind of a weird backwards Kendrick Perkins trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, go ahead, Tim. No, I was gonna, I was gonna be like Sean. How excited are you for Paul George and Russell Westbrook? I'm excited, man. Like, I think this will be kind of fun. I mean, they're not going to win, but uh, it's fun to watch, right? (laughs) Just like it was fun to watch Russell Westbrook just get a triple-double for the whole season. It was great, but, like, we knew he wasn't going to make it to the finals or anything. (laughs) Not not to, like, open up old wounds or anything, but it's funny that Chris Paul gets traded, Jimmy Butler gets traded, and Paul George gets traded. The best player received by any of those teams is Victor Oladipo. I know. I mean, I mean, what what is going on this season? Like, I don't, I don't. I mean, every every st- every one of these situations has been different. I mean, uh, with with the Pacers, they, like you said, they wanted to get him out of the East, which was just kind of a dick move. <laughs> like, sure. I mean, they, but like, there was a part of me, like, I was I was about ninety eight percent sure he was going to be a Cav within this next week. Like I was like I was like they're gonna get him. That's going to happen. It was like Carmelo going to the Knicks, you know, five six years ago. We knew it was gonna happen. It happened, you know, you know. But like him getting traded to OKC was something I didn't see coming at all. And like you said, 
I mean, they didn't get a whole lot in return, but this is a guy who was going to leave them for nothing. So, you know, it's a bold move for, uh, you know, Sam Presti and the guys over in OKC, so that's awesome. The Jimmy Butler deal is still completely unexplainable. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing that can explain the negligence that went on with that, so I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. No, um, and and Chris Paul, uh, an, another kind of weird situation. Like I, I had never heard of him really showing any interest in playing with Harden. So like th- him moving there was like kind of a big deal. And they, I thought they got a pretty decent return. I think Patrick Beverly is a nice piece for them. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't a terror. They got a lot of players, and the Clippers are gonna suck regardless. You know, and unless you're trading back James Harden, they're gonna suck. So I mean it. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, well, the fact that Blake went back really disappointed me. I really wanted him to leave the Clippers. God, right? Right? I. Why? I don't know why I dislike the Clippers, but I do. Like it's, I don't. They haven't done anything to me. They don't make me mad. I just <laughs> don't want them to be successful. Well, that's, no, no, that's it, me. is it the color scheme? No, I like that color. You is know, it the it's, curse of fun. <laughs> um. I think it's because they got rid of those cursive written jerseys. I thought those were kind of cool looking. They the were Lamar Odom, Darius Mile ones. Loved those. Do you Loved just those. hate Karan Butler? Yes. I I, <laughs> I, I I think I think we were all. I think we had went through so many years as NBA fans, just with bad Clippers teams, and they were just kind of the bottom of the barrel for so many years that we just we can't get behind them. That yeah. was the Warriors for a long time. They were awful for a long time. They were, they were, but I mean, they've had some good years here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Clippers have been legitimately bad for a very long time. I mean, God, do you guys remember Michael Olowo Candy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't want to dig up old Clippers wounds, but <laughs> Olowo Candy, Donald Serling. I mean, come on, what was going on there? You know. <laughs> I mean. It's- it's, I mean, Ray it, it Felton. Is, he, it's a he weird, drafted it's him. Weird afterthought. I mean, the, the Clippers he, have kind of been the afterthought of the NBA because there's always been the far superior LA team. And and you know what? I give I give David Stern credit for nixing that deal that was going to go to the LA Lakers and making the Clippers an actual contender for a few years. I think that was really cool, and it well, yeah. really it really helped the NBA. I mean, there were a few years they were better than the Lakers. So, I mean... The last six years, you mean? The, yes, yes. So, I mean, I mean, I think I think that trade actually really, really helped the NBA. So, I'm, but, you know, they're going to... They're not going to hit rock bottom immediately or anything. They'll still probably... Eh, I don't know. They might make the playoffs. I don't know. I, are they I better than the Timberwolves so. right now? Are they better than the Timberwolves? Yeah, no they way have, they are. Uh, they have playoff experience though, whereas the Timberwolves don't. Like I, like I feel like the the Timberwolves can get the seventh or eighth seed. I've been burned too many times by them. <laughs> oh, they're gonna make it. They're, they got Kevin Love. They're gonna make it this year. Kurt Rambis is coaching them. He's a real good coach. No, no, he's not. Kevin I just Keith. thought he was. Yeah, all, all, all I'm picturing is Rambis getting hit, and I'm like, well, he's not too bad of a player. I mean, look, he got up and tried to hit him back, but he missed. <laughs> so That's all well, you got to be to be a good player. That's it. That's all you got to be a good coach, Tim, to be a good coach. <laughs> the, but the, the, the landscape has shifted so much in the NBA just in the last, you know, seven days with a lot of these really, like, 
perennial all-star players getting moved out west. You're not seeing... I mean, we're, I'm going <clears> to <throat> kind of quickly run through all the free agent signings here in a second, but you're not seeing a lot of players move from west to east. It's, no. You no. know, it's Paul George going out west. It's Chris Paul staying west. It's Golden State being Golden State. It's Kevin Durant taking a pay cut so Golden State can add more players, which we'll touch on in just a second. But they're... There's a lot. I mean, Blake Griffin staying, uh, Steph Curry staying, Patty Mills staying, Jeff Teague is going to Minnesota, Sean Livingston staying, Drew Holiday staying, uh, Nene but, staying but, in Houston. But we're but Darren Collison is going back to the Pacers, guys. Right. So yeah, there's there is one superstar well, that's going up, back to cue up. Diddy's coming home. The East is <laughs> so Collison bad. Back. The East is so bad. The Pacers will probably still make the playoffs as they try to rebuild. You're completely right. Like it's going to be a complete shit show this year. Yeah. I mean, it's going to and, and it's going to it's going to be just like last year again. It's going to be Cavs and Celtics, barring any crazy injuries on the Celtics. Um, um, <laughs> on the Celtics, any, so. anybody, <laughs> really, anybody has a shot to make it to the conference finals this year. Really, just I, just kind of looking at it here, the, the, in going in order of the signings and the way they were reported, the the first west to east movements. That were made was the first one was Langston Galloway going from Sacramento to Detroit, <laughs> uh-huh. and then the other one, oh, dang it, I lost it. Was uh, it Gordon was JJ Redick? Oh it yeah, was JJ Redick going from the Clippers to the Sixers. God, Those are the first move. two West to East moves. I love that move so much. Twenty three million dollars. Love that move. Um, I love it too. Yes, because we all know that those that. that that team has a young talent, but they needed some veteran leadership. So bringing him and Amir Johnson in, um, I get it, $23 million for a year. But if this is where he wanted His, to be, well, man. Last year he was making 7.3. Yeah. So he's going from $7.3 million to $23 million. Yes. And he's probably his current team might be better than his last team, too. Potentially, sure. Yeah. And, uh, but. Kind of going back a bit, I wanted to touch on one thing with Paul George. I think that with that move they made, one, the cool thing is they're paying him less than they had to pay Victor Oladipo. So for that one year, they'll have him. Um, and yes, yeah, Sean, you're right. They're more than likely not going to win um, against Golden State. But I think right now with him, Russ, bringing in Patrick Patterson, having Andre Roberson, and drafting Terrence Ferguson, that's probably the best team to guard Golden State right now. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and let's that Patrick Patterson signing is that was that was smooth. very smooth. That was very smooth yeah. to get a, to get a guy who's going to go down there and and spread the floor for them and and and, and he's fill that hole. The Taj leaves. Uh, yes, yes, and you know what? He's he's got a he's a better shooter than Taj, and that's what they needed. Yeah. So I I think that I think that's a great move for Speaking them. Speaking of Taj, how pumped are we for the Timberwolves? Yeah. <laughs> The, the Tibbs Bulls, yeah. the Tibbs Bulls. Yeah, I think uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna need some they're gonna need some shooters, and the market's drying up. Like they need to get somebody in there who can shoot. And I'm I'm starting to think that maybe this year is the year they move Gorgie Jang. Um, I'm trying to look at who's available the, the available list. Thank you, subreddit. Right. I appreciate you for telling me about this, Alex. Uh, oh, no problem. R slash NBA. Yeah, man. dude. Got that Rudy Gay? Yeah. Hey, did, could any can, can anyone believe that Tony Snell got a four year, forty six million dollar yes. contract from the Milwaukee Bucks? 
Man, I mean, like it, b- between that and then Michael Carter Williams getting waved, it's kind of like see who won that trade. I mean, I was very optimistic about that. I'm like, well, he sucks, and he sucks too, but maybe he'll be good if he comes to Chicago. Nah, nah. Uh, Cristiano, good, for, good for him, though. Speaking on the Bulls here tangentially, uh, Cristiano Felicio getting his four-year $32 million deal. I don't deal. mind that. I wanted to see how you guys felt about that. I really don't that. mind that move at all. I, That's I, fine. I like Felicio. Uh, I'm glad. I, I think $8 million a year is a bit too much. Uh, maybe six. But That's the... Uh, that's- Especially for a guy who doesn't shoot, right? Yeah, and it's—I don't know—that's a—that's a weird, weird thing he, going on. He can with catch that. a mean alley oop. Oh, there's a guy I can talk about for yeah. um, potential going to Minnesota. Not to change topics, Alex. My apologies. Um, no, so no. after the Gallinari, yeah, after the Gallinari deal, Jamal Crawford's getting bought out, so he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's another good veteran for them. He hasn't been. He is. He is. He hasn't. He's. He's lost a bit of a step the last two seasons, but he is a a, a decent shooter. So that would be someone I would I would look at. But I don't know. I, guys, can you can you tell me how Golden State was able to uh, sign re-sign everybody and then sign some other guys and somehow well, still get better? First off, like I, I think Nick Young really <laughs> fixes the issue they had, and that's not enough shooters. <laughs> that that yes. was it. That was it. Yeah, he, yeah. he's really going to uh, help. Did with you actually that. see that when he talked to the Pelicans, they actually promised him more shots? I'm not. That's not a joke. David Aldridge really? reported that. Um, wow. but but I mean, to, to answer your question though, uh, waving Matt Barnes, Ian Clark, uh, Durant taking the pay cut, which Tim, yeah. I know you wanted to touch on. So I mean, they there was a lot of moving parts. I think for them to still kind of swoop in, pick everybody else back up, and then, you know, and then some. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, they've been awesome this offseason. They're awesome every year. I know. I hate it. But um, Nick Young's a really nice pickup for them, like we mentioned. But I honestly like getting them getting Omri Cassidy people, and I like them getting Nick Young. I think he's going to be awesome for that team. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. They're going to they're gonna have a... Uh... They're gonna. The bench is is going to be. And if they get if they get McGee back, I mean, I don't know if they can they can still sign him or not. I don't know how much much money they have, but like if they got him back, my, uh, that would my be favorite huge. tweet of the day was I can't remember who it was, but someone said um, Javale McGee is Javale McGee is the weirdest signing in Warriors history. Dot 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 for about two hundred and eighty eight days. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Vince Carter's still an option there too. He's talking about going to a team that has a shot at winning a title. Oh, oh! <laughs> they got they already got David West there. They don't yeah, need any more right. ring so chasers. I'm cool with that. Yeah, he could. He could. That, that's a good. That's a, actually a good place for him. I like that. Him and LeBron can tie. LeBron doesn't wear those anymore. Together. Alex, come on, get it right. Yeah, Andy's bald now. Oh. Let's. Can can we just go ahead and touch on yeah. the Kevin Durant contract? I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I mean, he sacrificed a lot. I mean, he's basically going to opt out of this deal this at the end of the season, but 2 years 53 million. I mean, he's basically making Harrison making Barnes Dwayne, cash uh, right now. He's making slightly more than Dwayne Wade. <laughs> slightly more. And yes. <laughs> that's a big difference yeah. in player. I mean, it's I mean, that says a lot. 
That says a lot, though. I mean, I know, I know, LeBron and and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh did did something similar, but for him at this point, like I, I'm just yeah, it's shocking almost. You know, I, I would have never thought about him doing Especially that two years with Steph ago. Especially taking but, the super know. max. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he, he oh, he totally did. Steph I'm not saying the he super didn't. max though. I mean, very he, much. Two MVPs. He was he was so underpaid for for two or three well three seasons. So uh, you know, actually, he was for all four of those seasons. He was underpaid, really. So I mean, yeah. I mean, he deserves it. But I just, I mean, I just can't believe that Kevin Durant is taking that. Way. So, I think but, you know, obviously, this isn't about money for Kevin Durant. Um, if, we, if we see with this case there, and you got to respect that. Um, not to mention if he, if he was really worried about money, I think his Nike contract's going to cover all that too. Um, so, but he's gonna have that movie coming oh, yeah. out soon, that Nike documentary about like his decision in playing with Golden State for years. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, it was the right move because you saw it pay off dividends immediately. Uh, they re-signed David West, like you said. Um, yeah, you know the money that you know, they sold for. You know they were able to get Nick Young and Omri Cassipi. So I don't know if their bench is spectacular, but you got to pretty much like what it is right now. Exactly. Yeah. I broke, don't fix it, right? That's right. And uh, Andre Iguodala yeah. could have made more elsewhere as well. But he is he is so instrumental in those end of game situations that I, if they would have lost him, I would have. I mean, I I would have placed some doubt into that team. I know that sounds ridiculous, but he They're he dumb. is so important. They for might that play bench. ten deep in the finals next yeah. year. They might, they might. So, and and Livingston came back too. I mean, I mean, it's just amazing that they were able to re-sign all these guys. Three years, twenty-four million for Sean Livingston, and good for him too. So, um, and and good for the Warriors for paying these guys. Yeah. So, but except for Kevin I think Durant, it was more Durant than it was the Warriors. <laughs> and don't forget, another Warrior got paid. I know. Clay Thompson know. got eighty million from Anta. Shut. And uh, I was he also had the where he couldn't dunk. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't think he's back. I saw that. I saw I, that. I think this might he's be the last year play Thompson in Golden State because of the KD super. I mean, because of the Curry super max. I, I just think that this might be it, and I think someone's going to throw a lot of money at him. Oh yeah. the The more that the more players they resign and the more players they stack on top, the harder it's going to be to retain yeah. that that nucleus. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to say if they if they kept the nucleus intact. All the way for another, I think, three or four years, that they would be paying yeah, over a like hundred million dollars in luxury tax. So, 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 yeah. I mean, it's insane. So, yeah, Clay's going to have to move on. Nick Young, I think, is going to cost them after you factor yeah. in luxury tax. It's like eighteen and a half and million. It's going to come down to which rather well, Dre or Clay, and I think even I'm going to say I'd rather have Draymond. Um, Absolutely. Talk about some other teams real quick, guys, kind of as we're going through this discussion here, um, as we kind of do the big things. So we touched on Philly a little bit. I know, Alex, you're saying you're not loving the J.J. Reck $23 billion deal as much as Sean and I are. But... I I, I like the... I like yeah. the idea of him there. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, and I understand that point. But like I, I think that's a huge move for Philly. Um, getting that veteran leader... They had, yeah. they, and they had plenty of money to spend too. So yeah. it was like you know, and and to throw money at a guy who's 
who's really earned it over his career. I, I think that was pretty awesome. I just, I think it's a heavy financial burden for a 33-year-old player. Eh, one year, though. One year, and they got the money, I mean, so, yeah. you know. I think, yeah, yeah um, but, uh, I think the veteran leadership is huge, and they still have some money. I don't know why they're not calling Rudy gay. I think he'd be another big piece for them. But um, I, I, I like him going there. I Like I said, I really like them getting Amir Johnson as a really good role player to help the bench and really mentor uh, the four and five. I think the one piece that people aren't talking about enough for this Philly team, honestly, because, you know, I know Sean loves Dario. I love Dario. But I really like Robert Covington. I don't know why he's not talked about as much because he's super good for that Philly team. And we saw a lot of stretches of that this year. He is. Yeah. Yeah, Robert yeah. Covington is definitely a, a very yeah. underspoken of player on that roster. Yeah. Uh, he's very, to me, he's one of those guys that I'm like, he's going to be a bull somehow and they're going to pay way too much money for him. Exactly. But, yeah, no, he's very much like a crucial part of that team too. And I think in, in, in terms of that team's future, I mean, you see it where he's kind of like superseded Julio Okafor and... And everything too. In I know. I did forget. Don't forget. He's still a sixer. So it's it's one of those cases where I, I think you know, it, I could see Robert Covington's like floor being like a Mikey Moore scenario, where like you may net like last season and next season out of him, and then or like whatever his contract yeah. year is, and then you're going to see him fall off a cliff. But uh, I, I feel like he's very much like meteoric, where it's going to be like a real big bang, and then it's going to kind of just like fizzle out right towards the bottom. But uh, I don't know. He's interesting. I'll, I'll be. I'm. He's a player I've got my eye on, and whether or not yeah. he can kind of maintain um, that momentum. Sean, what do you think season. about the Kings moves? Picking up Zebo and George Hill. I. I like both of those. I mean, we, nobody really knew where George Hill was going to go. I mean, it was it was strongly hinted that he was going to sign with the Lakers, and that didn't happen. And, I mean, th- there was one other team, I'm trying to think what it was. There was another team that was also courting him, and I was kind of surprised that he signed with Sacramento, but I love them bringing him in to mentor De'Aaron Fox. I think that's actually going to be, that's going to be great. I think George Hill probably could have started someplace, though, and I... I think he might start the season starting with that team, but uh, I mean it, it's going to be De'Aaron Fox's team and uh, Zebo. Wow, interesting. You know, I mean they're going to have him and Willie Colley Stein holding up the uh, the front, and it's it's going to be an interesting team. But they are making some some strides in the right direction. I really like like what they're doing. Yeah, I Zach Randolph was a player that I honestly did not see leaving, like or changing teams rather. Uh, no, I I kind of thought he just had a had a nice little hole made out in Memphis. Uh, never really imagined him actually playing anywhere else for the rest of his career. So him out in Sacramento, I think, is a very good pickup, and it definitely shows signs of a culture shift, especially getting George Hill. Now that that kind of brings brings to the the brings the question to the table. He leaves Memphis, okay? And I know he came off the bench last year, and, and he did well and everything, but this core yeah. is, with him gone, I feel like he was a huge part of that core down there. And I, I feel like they've peaked. I don't, I don't see them, I mean, and, and Vince is going to leave probably this season. 
Do you see Mike Connolly possibly hitting the trade market sometime this year? I think you would see Marcus Saul before you'd see Mike Conley because they you, just paid Mike Conley. I know, I know, I know. And they added but, Ben. They added Ben McLemore. Michael Green still there, uh, okay. as far as I remember. They did. Uh, yes, we did two years ten, but. Yeah, and, and so it's it's a situation where I think you would almost see them implode the front court before you bail on Mike Conley's contract. Yeah, they probably they probably get maybe another year or two out of that. You think? But I mean, he, I don't think he's going to finish that contract in Memphis. I think he's going to want to. He's a competitive guy, and they're going to drop off. I mean, they're in the West. Oh which yeah, is you, you, still, I mean, which is still weird to me. <laughs> right. Randolph leaving definitely is the beginning, I think, of the dissipation uh, of yeah. the roster continuity of the Grizzlies. But yes. uh, it's still, I mean, there's still people they can sign, so you can you can always fill that hole. But, uh, yeah, it, Memphis is, you know, kinda, I know I've been saying this a lot this episode, but Memphis is a team that I've got kind of got my eye on, too, where it's like, okay, like... The, the the foundation's starting to kind of crumble. And Sean, I know you're familiar with crumbling foundations, well so you can probably speak on this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the joke in this is Sean's house was falling apart for like 10 years. But uh, <clears throat> so I, I think that's going to be interesting to see how like the Memphis front office, you know, kind of reloads because I, they have their coach. Uh, with Fisdale, and I think they have their point guard and have had their point guard with Mike Conley and hence the max deal and everything. Uh, so Memphis is a team that is, I'm not going to put them in flux yet, but they're on the precipice um, of being where it's like, Oh fuck, what are they going to do? If you're Washington, do you match that offer from Brooklyn for Otto Porter? Four years, 106 mil. Mm. God. Mm. Oh God. I let him walk. Yeah. Let I let him walk. Jesus. That's a lot of money for Otto Porter. Right. Fine player. Is this Alex 2K right. moves? I'm, I'm going to tell you what you do if you're Washington. You take your... Okay. You take... No. This is this is Alex's real life moves. You take, you take <laughs> your president of basketball operations for Washington. You take your coach with Scott Brooks. And you take your general manager or whatever other front office positions, you know, formulate that which creates an NBA team. You get in your car, because Washington, Washington, D.C. to Brooklyn is, is drivable. You get in your car, you drive to Brooklyn, you go to the Barclays Center or whatever the Nets front office is, you knock on their door, you hand them a shovel, and you say, you guys keep continuing to dig this grave. <laughs> well, yeah. Nice. Because Jeremy Lin, Sean Kilpatrick, and Otto Porter Jr. does not a roster. Andrew Russell, wow, I was thinking basketball. I'm thinking football. And I know but you know who I didn't forget? Timofey yeah. Mozgov. Imagine thinking of that old basket wrestling. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and Timofey Mozgov. Like let let Brooklyn just fucking do whatever. There was a funny tweet, I forget who put it out, but after the after the Hayward signing, which we will get to, I think, later on here. Uh, that's its own topic. Uh, it was just <laughs> after Gordon Hayward signs which, with Boston, the rest yeah, of free agents is just going to be Brooklyn Yeah, Max after deals. him calling Nerlens Noel because he's out there still, too. <laughs> just, just throwing him out. KCP. Yeah, I mean, he's still out there. I could see... <laughs> yes. Bro, and, and, and you, 
I wonder if your team is going to end up with Ty Lawson. I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone know wants him right now, honestly. Yeah. Pacer. He it's... was... Kelly Kelly yep. or Linux going to be the, the fun one for me. Yep. Because they just... Pacer, you think mm. so? Mm. My, back, backing up Miles Turner? Mm. Tony Allen. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, you, got, you still have Jeff Green on the board. Uh... Or Nova, yeah. I think, is a dude that can make some noise uh, in terms of like rounding out a bench somewhere. You got Brandon Jennings, Ramon Sessions, uh, Miritich is still technically out there. Uh, Jarebko, to a much lesser extent, James Johnson. There, I mean, there's Tabo. There's still a lot of like really good and sound role players. Yeah, man, Darren Williams is free again. You know, they're see, waiting for uh, that. Brooklyn throwing a lot of money at for no reason. Per- perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps a a former MVP such as Derrick Rose should make the move to Brooklyn. I do. Rose is going to go west. You have opinions. You think he's going to go out west? End up being a really good six man for a team like like the Clippers, like the Spurs, you know, like the Mavs who are trying to build with with Yogi and um, with Yogi Desmith. Spurs would be Spurs would be fun, but they don't have money for him though. I mean, I think I think he still wants to get paid. I mean, Tony Snell guys just got paid. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I think if there's anybody that can salvage what is left of Derrick Rose's Doc Rivers, you think so? Uh, I I know, yeah. It is, but but hear me out because the Clippers just lost Chris Paul, and I think there is. But they kept Blake Griffin, and I think there is this weird like need that necessitates mm-hmm. in the Clippers front office to kind of like, you know, you, you throw a rock into a pond and it makes the ripples. And the bigger the rock, the bigger the ripples. I think they have to try and counteract the Chris Paul <laughs> leaving ripple. And they're going to pretend Derrick Rose is a really big rock. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and they're going to just fucking huck him into the Clippers pond. And... Yeah, and they're going to have to, like, hype that up and be like, look, we got a guy to fill this hole we left! And <laughs> it's... And cause that, yeah. that seems... I think there's... There's a lot of reactionary moves that get made in free agency. Uh, and the Clippers, I think, are a team that has to still kind of, like... You see the Lakers still, like, rebuilding. There's still kind of this mystery. I, I, I think it's on the Clippers yeah, to still kind of be like, oh, no, look, guys, that. we're the real Dude, LA team. I totally forgot. How have we not talked about this yet? <laughs> Do you guys love as much as I do Paul Millsap going to Denver? I love that move. I do. I'm I'm another another east to west move, but yeah. I think that's yeah. really good for Denver. I mean, <laughs> if the writing isn't on the wall yet, Kenneth Farid should grab a Sharpie and just go ahead and start writing on the wall. Because <laughs> he's fucking gone. Yeah, but I mean, he's been he's been out the door for three years, and he's still hanging out there. I don't even I don't even know what's going on. They're like literally um, pushing him out of the locker room. Like, no, we're good. Good we're fine, dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. But guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, except that milk carton's like sixteen million dollars. Me too. God. Okay, guys, but guys. We're, Jokic, we're at the th- Jokic and Millsap. I love it. It, it, it it's a great move. It's a great move. But we are at the thirty-one minute mark, guys, and we have not spoken. Jason Tatum 
about a young man who just went to the Celtics. Dude, that him and Paul Seki was so fun. Yes, yes, and man, he's killing it in summer league, guys. He's killing it. Ankle injury. He sprained his ankle. It was. Work- it was. What? Does, does anybody know why Malik Monk is not playing? Is he hurt? He has an ankle injury. Okay. I've been I've been wanting to watch him, and I've noticed that he hasn't been playing. So not not a whole lot of like big names out there right now playing. So I'm kind of like holding out. The way we just totally like ran with the Jason Tatum thing. Swerve. There probably is somebody listening. That's just like, oh shit, they're not going to talk about it. Alex, 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 this is yours, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. So even that day. my boy, Gordon Hayward. Worst kept secret all season, really. I I, I feel, uh, yeah, Jesus, really. Uh, so signed with Boston, reunited with old B Steve, on a four-year, one hundred twenty-eight million dollar deal. It leaked early uh, out on Twitter. Then there was this whole rigmarole of people trying to walk it back. To be like, no, that's not what's happening. And then it was like, yeah, it is. He just needed someone to proofread his letter. Uh, so the Players Tribune article comes out and there's a lot to unpack in this for for me especially as as a Hayward fan since you know really since he got drafted Uh, I I had been tooting the Hayward horn all fucking season since basically the start of the show you can go back and pick some random single digit episode where we're talking about the season and I'm probably still tooting uh, I he was one of my he he was the one person I specifically drafted in fantasy league because I saw the uptick I saw what was happening. Gordon Hayward is a great fucking basketball player, and and for people and I understand from jazz fans I feel you I hear you I see you I feel you I get it it's sad uh, I don't toss this adjective around lightly I don't use it you know often but in this instance I feel. Jazz fans have every right to feel crestfallen by by this move. Uh, as as jazz fans, I think you recognized your mortality every time you faced the Bulls, and then you were kind of in this weird like meddling state in the Deron Williams, Carlos Boozer era. Then you have the Jerry Sloan debacle, the Deron Williams trade, and and I mean Hayward even called attention to it in his Players Tribune article that he was the last player of the Jerry Sloan era. Uh, which is something he said he didn't take lightly, blah, blah, blah. It's it's frustrating because I think Jazz fans saw a light at the end of the tunnel, like that, that tunnel of mediocrity that, that they were kind of traveling down, and before they could get to the light, the tunnel closed. Uh, Rudy Gobert Instagrammed, uh, these, hoes, these hoes ain't loyal, him singing that, whatever. Uh, do do what you got to do, man. You sign an extension, but remember, someday you've got to be a free agent too. Uh, I think the biggest contributing factor to this that everybody is overlooking is the Brad Stevens relationship. I I firmly believe that if Brad Stevens was not the coach of the Celtics, Gordon Hayward is still a Jazz player. But the yes. one thing that I think people have just fucking overlooked. And it really is is the the canary in the coal mine with this, right? Is that this is not Gordon Hayward's first run through free agency? He was a restricted free agent. Utah did not even throw him a qualifying offer until he went and got a deal from Charlotte. 
And that's yeah. when they matched that deal. So before people go off about loyalty, I think Gordon Hayward's loyalty to Brad Stevens is far greater than his loyalty to Utah, the team that drafted him. Uh, he gave them seven years. He gave them growth. He became their top option. Uh, I I think he made a mistake in being like having the opportunity to play for such a storied franchise because you do create a a narrative that is oh he wanted to go to where you know the portraits of Red Auerbach smoking a cigar are and seeing all the retired numbers and and all of that stuff and the legacy and, and things like that uh, when I I, re- I think the real narrative is they were yeah six inches to the left short of of a NCAA championship. You know, yeah. he makes he makes that shot. He and Brad Stevens win that title. This completely unknown Butler squad. I mean, they carved out a name for themselves from that game. Uh which is something that's also touched. I, I highly encourage you guys to read if if anyone listening hasn't read the Players Tribune letter, uh I, I definitely recommend it. It's it's heartfelt but also probably ghost written, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> But he he talks about in there that he feels he and Stevens have unfinished business, and that's winning a championship. And so I I really think for a player who has been as likable and as hardworking and, you know, as willing to take on, you know, being the face of a franchise that has lacked one since Stockton and Malone, really... When really the face of that franchise was the coach that they unceremoniously had retire in the middle of a season. Yeah. Uh, I think the bigger narrative here is him basically, it's like a boy going home to his dad. (laughs) To be like, let's finish what we started! You know, and they can high five, and the roster's there, the moves are there. Uh, Danny Ainge, I mean, set this thing up from the beginning. I mean, he set the table for this. And I, I don't think... Anyone can be mad. Again, I get it. I was this upset when Ben Gordon left for Detroit. Uh, <laughs> I was. No, I mean, I was. I was totally I know. Like, I know. I was, like, emotionally shaken by that. Because I was like, no, they have to at least do a sign-and-trade. Yeah. I, I remember yeah, texting you and going, do you think they could sign-and-trade for Iverson at least and get something for this? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's no, nothing's written in stone. Uh, especially with the NBA. I mean, we see contracts get traded and moved. For all we know, this this project is an abject failure. Uh, But this is the era of basketball that we're in, where if you want to win, if you want to win a championship specifically, if you want to win 50 games, fuck it. You can be the best person. You can be your A player and be surrounded by B, C, D guys and and be fine and win 50 games, but you're not going to get to the end game, which is for every player should be a championship. And Boston offers the best opportunity for him. Uh, they have the best roster in place. They have the cap space. They have, you know, a coach that knows him, that can build an offense around him. All the pieces are there to make that work. Uh, I'm not surprised. I don't think anyone should be surprised. I think Utah has every right to be sad and, and you're frustrated, but this is free agency. Yes! This is how business works. Yes! This is no different than a guy changing where he wants to work. So don't burn jerseys. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically where I'm going with there this. There we go. <laughs> is, I mean, I, I am more than envious 
that NBA, NBA jerseys aren't cheap, so I'm more than envious that people are like, I can set this on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if, if you want to boo him when he comes back through Utah, fucking boo him. Uh, if Rudy Gobert wants to post, you know, angry Instagram videos, you have every right. But like I said, you're going to be a free agent at some point, too. And you have, Rudy Gobert has carved out quite the defensive niche for himself that a lot of teams are going to want and a lot of teams are really going to want to pay for. Uh, but I, I think it's a lest we forget, you know, how quick it is that people forget about the Charlotte situation. Yeah, because... Uh... Utah didn't offer him no, extension ahead. until Charlotte was like, I mean, we'll pay you. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. And if you want to talk about... if I mean, I would say if people want to talk about loyalty, don't just examine a myopic, you know, one-season bit. Like, he put in seven years. And, yes, Utah has to fade back into this weird, like, influx state of, are we mediocre? You know, I, I looked at their roster for next year. It is not much to write home about. Uh, but that that is the NBA. That's business. Uh, it's no different than, I mean, it, I mean, it's different because it's LeBron. But LeBron going from Cleveland to... Miami back to Cleveland. I mean, this is these are things that happen. This is yeah. The era I think you hit the nail on the head completely. We can't um, blame players for wanting to play. Can for we move teams. to how he fits into that team? Completely agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think he fits however Brad Stevens wants him to. Yeah, that's that is the thing. Is I don't I. As an NBA fan, I don't remember any time, aside from, like, you know, Celtics again, the Rick Pitino failures, but, like, uh, a successful NBA coach getting the player from college that made him successful, that made him the NBA coach, and then that player going to the NBA, becoming successful, becoming an all-star, and then them repairing back up, like, in the primes of their career. It... It's a neat story. It's a really, really neat story. It is. And I really think that the NBA has a great narrative here. I think Boston has a great narrative here. And like I said, I can understand the anger and and the sadness and the pissed offedness. And everyone has every right to feel that way. I mean, I'm not going to... I can't sit there and be like, you can't burn a jersey. Like, you fucking can. I don't give a shit. But, like, that's your prerogative. But... Yeah, I, I think there's a really good narrative here, and if they go out this year, wins go fucking sixty-two and ten or sixty-two and twenty, get the right. first seed again. Because this is the other thing: is they were the first seed last year, regardless of people being like they were a fake first seed. That's not. No one is a fake first seed. You're the first seed, no. and you're not. Bulls they did were, that one year too. So yeah, I mean, it, they it, were the against, first seed. against the Heatles. So right, they were the first seed this past year, and they got better. So, while everyone's sitting here gallivanting what Golden State's done, Boston has done a lot. I don't think it's enough. I think it's yeah. enough to I think it's enough Cleveland. if LeBron leaves. Uh, but I don't know, like, I mean, we don't know until around Halloween when the season starts. Or Not anymore. Season starts. You... Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But can you see him leaving, though, at the same time? Like, you go back and forth. 
Because, I mean, there's it's just so lopsided. I mean, he can go to the finals every year for the next five years, you know? And, yeah. I mean, and he's just going to walk... He, I mean, they're still going to be able to beat up on the Celtics. It's going to happen. And the thing that's really yeah. interesting now, there's, you know, reports coming out today that the Celtics still need to get rid of some players so they can sign Gordon Hayward to this contract. Right. And, like, Avery Bradley... Marcus Smart and Jay Crowder, they're all on the trading block right now. And do they somehow make that into a signing trade to, to Utah? Or I, I, I don't know where they – because I like Marcus Smart like a lot. You're the only like, non-Celtics fan that really, likes him. You know he's that, a really right? good defender, and he got better this last season. So I'm just kind of surprised that they're going to get rid of him. I mean – I know, I know, I know. But it's 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 funny though because all the Celtics fans two years ago loved him. So you know, I mean, they're fickle. That's what they are, Tim. So I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. They want to win, and if you can't win, they don't like you. You know, I mean, that's Boston sports culture. That's what it is. I mean, that's why Dino Raja stopped playing there in 1996. They're like, nah, this guy, this this guy's. This guy's white, and but he's foreign, so this isn't exactly the same kind of Larry Bird we were looking for. Somewhere, so. somewhere in, oh, in man, some part awesome. of the world, Dino Raja just opened his eyes and went, someone speaks I think my me. favorite thing about the boss move, though, is in the case that they go, we don't want to sign Isaiah next year because but, I still have my ups and downs about that as well. You have your star player that you can build around still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but, mean... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, for, for everyone that's that's upset, this is how business is done. This is how business works. No... Nope. Gordon Hayward, ostensibly speaking, does not owe Utah anything. To burn jerseys. No. And Utah nope. You're right. does not owe Gordon Hayward anything. They maybe some booze. Oh yeah, maybe some booze. Ugh. Maybe some right. burned jerseys. Maybe they maybe they owe but it to him. Did the Salt Lake get ten times saltier after the move? Yes, but that's yeah. that's just the nature of the business. That's how basketball works. That's how sports are done. Players change where they play every time. People change where they work all the time. Like you can't. Yeah. You can get mad and you can boo the shit out of him, but. Howard Isley, like, what? Just remember, he gave you seven years of his career. <laughs> yeah, best best small forward in, in jazz history, probably. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So I know we're getting... Can I just make like my favorite yeah. free agent <laughs> uh, joke I saw Anderson. on Twitter this week? So I'm, I'm sure you saw New Orleans nah. sign Drew Holiday to his big contract nah. extension that we've been predicting since the season started. And yeah, oof, I know. So someone said that the New Orleans still is stuck with Boogie, um, Boogie Davis and Drew Holiday. How can be the Ooh. How can they be the Pelicans when they have no wings? Ooh. <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this. 
has been the Quarter 3 Podcast, episode 45. It does post each and every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like it, go to thequarter3.net slash podcast, where you can revisit any of our older times, where I beat the Gordon Hayward drum, where Tim talked about the Drew Holiday extension, where Sean hated on NBA League Pass, where we interviewed Kendall Gill. There's a whole bunch of, there's a big fucking mess of stuff you can listen to. Uh, but that wraps up the free agency update. For this week, until next week, hail Hayward, bitches.